0: Welcome back, Go Church family. We're so excited to be with you again. My name is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hey, everybody. And I'm here with Laura.
1: Hi, everyone. Ahlan wa Thank you.
0: <laughs> We're so glad to have Laura with us over the course of this month uh, to talk about Trails of Thought.
2: Yes.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: We had a great uh, great discussion last week. That's right. And um, we, I, I'm enjoying having uh, Laura here, we're going to hear more from Laura as we go through the weeks, but, uh, this is a great study and it's, it's, it's a great subject, uh, something Laura that you said last week about, you know, how, uh, we look to make things practical in the grow groups. This subject is very practical. This is right where everyone lives. And you know, everybody, no matter who you are, you can, you can look at truth here and find something to apply into our life.
0: That's right. Yes. And we're also looking forward to having Lara ask questions that you might have. And it's good that she's here in the room and she's going to ask those questions on your behalf. So That's true. We're, we're ready to go. Um, I'm going to make a couple of quick announcements. Just just the, the fact that today is week one out of week three for this series on Trails of Thought. Uh, we're so excited to start discussing this in our grow groups. And like Pastor Matt just said, we want to make it practical. We want to think about application. We want to think about how these things can change our lives and can improve our lives and how we can move forward and and grow and and understand these, these missing elements that we might have not seen before. So I will ask you to be honest with yourself and to be, um, I don't want to say critical because it sounds like a negative word, but to really observe what's going on in your mind to really observe whether the patterns that we're talking about when it comes to trails of fear you know do you have any of those is there anything that you could change in your lives or you know the pat the patterns when we talk about trails of faith is there anything that i can adopt or i can change or i can actually walk in and that's really important because um the the people who really get blessed and who really grow are the the doers of the word of god. Yeah, that's right. Not just hearers.
2: When I was a uh, when I was Rama student, of course, you know, Rama just just started where we have jumped into Rama. But um, when I was a Rama student, this uh, instructor said something and it it stuck with me all these years. He said every once in a while, it's a good idea to sneak up on yourself and listen to what you say and look at what you're thinking about and um, if you do it i found that if i if i'm honest and i do it sometimes i don't like what i see Mm -hmm. you know i'll I'll sneak up on myself and listen what are what am i saying to myself or i sneak up and what am i really spending my time thinking about and um, that's a that's a good way to like catch yourself worrying or catch yourself saying things about yourself that don't agree with the Bible. And, uh, of course, don't just stay then in the shadow. Just step up and interrupt yourself and say, Hey, we don't think like that. Hey, we don't talk like that. That's yeah. not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says.
0: Yeah, I always have that uh, Pastor Matt's voice in the back of my mind. You know, <laughs> If I have such, like, a question or have an issue in my life, it's like, well... What does the Bible say about <laughs> that? I just, I just have him like his started, voice, his tone.
1: That started with me recently. Yes, really? same.
0: Pastor Matt haunts us all. That's no, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. It's probably a bad. Song. We're talking about fear, and now I just mentioned haunt. So,
2: <laughs> let, let's What's the good let's, kind. <laughs> well, what does the Bible say? Let's look at Romans chapter eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, let's let's get into it.
0: So. The, uh, like I said, this week, we're going to talk about trails of fear. So we're going to talk about the carnal mind. Uh, let's go back to our key scripture, which is Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. I'm going to read this in the Young's little tr- literal translation. It says, for those who are according to the flesh, the things of the flesh do mind. And those according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind of the flesh is death. And the mind of the spirit, life and peace. So what I really want to emphasize this week in the scripture is the mind of the flesh is death. And, you know, we, we named this series Trails of Thought because it's just such a nice illustration or such an accurate illustration of, uh, of what this looks like. Because on one hand, you have a path. That goes in a certain direction and it takes you down a certain scenery and it gives you like a certain experience leading to somewhere. And then you have another path doing, doing the same thing, but in another direction, another scenery with another experience and that leads you to somewhere else. That's so, so good. So yeah, so this, this week we're going to talk about one path, which is the trail of fear and what it looks like where it leads us and i can already tell you the end from the beginning because it says the mind of the flesh is death so if we are walking according to that mindset or you know if our mind is the mind of the flesh we're walking towards death and we're going to experience the experiences that the path of death actually leads us in i know that that's a very sobering thing that i'm saying but there's, there's truth there that we can pick out and start turning the course of our life around starting today. So there's good news in this. But we yeah. have to be aware of what this path looks like first in order to be able to get off it, you know. So the first thing I'm going to ask is, what is the carnal mind governed by? Pastor Matt, what answer would you give to that?
2: Well, the word carnal uh, literally means to be ruled or governed by the flesh. The, that's uh, it's actually, I mean, the English word comes from Latin and it literally means flesh or meat. And uh, so to be flesh ruled, to be, um, and say we say flesh, but really we could just say natural, things that can be perceived with the senses, touch, taste, sight, um, what we can, uh, hear, smell, even, um, these kind of physical evidences, if those become the, if that becomes the dominant determiner of our actions, then we are carnally minded or we are flesh ruled. And, you know, last week, uh, you made a reference to second Corinthians chapter four, and Paul makes a comment. In fact, maybe it's good for us to just take a take time and look at that. Second Corinthians chapter four. Do you have that where you can just read it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Second Corinthians uh, chapter four verse eighteen, mm-hmm. he says, "While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal."
2: You know what that verse is? That's Romans chapter eight verses five and six in. Corinthians. That's right. It's the same theme, it's the same message in different words. Paul says there's a way to think about things according to only what you see, and there's a way to think about things according to what you do not see. And what he's trying to tell the church in Corinth and the church in Beirut is the things that you don't see, those are the, that's what's real, and the things which you do see, that's what's not real. In fact, what you see is temporary because it's passing away. Yep. And 1 John chapter 2, you made reference to this as well. And I, I, I want to make a note of this verse. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And we can look at that and say, yeah, that's right. To be a real follower of Christ, you should just not love anything of this world, not have any of this old world's goods, and and just be uh, uh, separate, live in a cave, not have anything nice because we don't love the world. Well, that makes you very ineffective. And that's what we're talk- trying to talk about. We want to love, grow, and go at Go Church. We want to be effective in the kingdom of God. But he says, don't love the things of the world. Why? Because they are temporary. They are passing away. You know, something I heard a, uh, a mentor of mine say that the Lord dealt with him about was to, you know, he, he heard himself, he caught himself saying this a lot. Where he'd say, oh, I, I just love this. and But it was something like a sandwich or a restaurant or a car, I just love that, oh I just love that painting I love that uh, pie I love oh I love I love chocolate croissants and then he realized love is holy
1: mm-hmm.
2: because love God the Bible says is love and this is not something to be applied to temporary things that perish with the using, that verse that you quoted last, last week. No, love is something that is for things that are eternal. And so he changed the way he used the word love. Say, so I enjoy uh, this dessert, mm. but I love people. I love God. I love truth. So he started applying love on purpose to things that are eternal and to the things that are not, uh, that are seen, but temporary. He changed the way he talked about them. And that that is a literal application of this verse in 1 John.
1: It's very practical.
2: Yeah,
0: that's really good. I uh, I also like, you know, going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is something we'll talk about in more detail over the over the month, but you know, in Romans 8 he says set your mind because, you know, you have to have be spiritually minded. But in in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he actually talks about you have to look at the things which are unseen. Mm-hmm. What if you're what you're looking at? And inevitably what you're looking at is what you're thinking about. I mean, Literally, your eyes are, you know, windows to what eventually your mind is going to absorb and what is going to just start thinking about. Um, and it's, I wanna, I wanna take this this thought about, you know, what is a carnal mind governed by a step further. I wanna say that, you know, the Book of Romans in, in chapter one, chapter two, actually talks about. Every single person on earth having an awareness of eternal things like there is some kind of I I don't know the better word awareness there is an awareness of the fact that there is more than what I see there is something more than what I'm living in right now in this present day. There is more that created the heavens and the earth there is more and whether someone. Knows God, they don't know God. They know that there's something more. They they know that there is, and there's something beyond their capacity. And this is where I want to talk about this word hope, the Bible word for hope, which you know our English language unfortunately cheapens it a lot because we say you know I hope that um, I'll make it on time for a movie, or you know I hope that the uh, the burger I ordered gets to my house warm, you know, I hope it's not cold. And like, we just, we use this word in such an easy way, but the, the the Bible definition of that word is a a confident expectation of a good end or a confident expectation of something that will happen or that is happening. And the fact that, you know, every Christian has that, gives them hope. So you have hope because you have a confident expectation of a good end. And that good end is in Christ. Whether whether you are in Christ today because you are and whether you see it today or not yet, you still have that hope. You know that this is who I am, this is what I have. I have this confident expectation in Jesus that every single thing he's done for me. That's the truth. That's what I have. This is what belongs to me today. And and I will see it in my life, you know? And the opposite of that is true for the carnal mind because it's governed by hopelessness because you're living your day-to-day already knowing that this is not eternal. Like you're living your day-to-day already knowing that this is going to end at some point. This is going to change at some point, you know? Um, I should be quoting... The Bible and not uh guns and roses songs, but you know, nothing lasts forever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even cold November rain, right? And this is like I'm just making fun, I'm just being funny about it. But the reality is you already know that nothing lasts forever. And so the carnal mind, whether they realize it or you realize it or not, is governed by hopelessness or despair. The fact that there is um an end. There's an end and it's not a good end, right? There's whatever I'm working on is it's going to go the other way at some point. And so this leads you down a path of fear. Everything you do is based in fear. So let me, let me ask another question and something that we should address. What is fear? What does fear actually mean? What do you think? Laura, <laughs> what do you think?
1: Um, uncertainty. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. It makes you afraid. Um, not the not knowing. Yeah. Not being good. sure of what's gonna happen that makes you afraid.
2: Not being sure. That's really good. Uh, that's right. You know, it's it's uh, sometimes to understand something. It's good to look at its opposite. You know, to identify what it's not. Um, you can kind of see things as you remove elements, and if if fear has an opposite, it's faith. There is absolutely no fear in faith. And um, we were just talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, 18, while we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Well, how do you do that with the eyes of faith, right? And so let's look at the Bible definition of faith. The Bible definition of faith is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of what we hope for. It's the evidence of what we do not see. And uh, when we're talking about that, you know, that element of seeing, looking, which, you know, when we, we say that, what are we talking about? We're talking about thinking. Thinking going down the, the, the right trail of, of thought. Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse uh, 27 says, By faith Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, because he endured, he, Moses, endured as seeing him who is invisible, how do you see what's invisible? Faith. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, faith is substance and evidence of what is not seen. So what is fear? Fear is a confident expectation that what I see, what I feel, what I hear, or what I don't see, what I don't feel, what I don't hear, is the only thing that I'm going to have. Fear is a confidence that what I um uh, the uncertainty that I have is going to turn into certain destruction for me. Fear is a confidence that what I have will be taken away and I will be left without. Fear is the opposite of faith.
0: Fear is the substance of things not hoped for. Yeah the right. things
2: that we do not want to see
0: that's right. The it's, it's the it's the reaction to the confident expectation that things are going to end badly yeah right and I really I really like that you brought up uh, Hebrews 11 um, verse 20, 27 in verse 20, 24 and 25 it says by faith Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. See that that is a spiritual mind. That is a mindset on greater things and more important things than passing pleasures and focus on fleshly things that will end. You know, he didn't put his hope in the identity that he had in the world. He didn't put his hope in enjoying um, present. You know, uh, present moments and and you know like the bible says uh the passing pleasures of sin he, he didn't focus on those things he focused on the task at hand he focused on the plan of god he focused on the people of god yeah and this is this is something that we see and you know obviously we'll see more of but uh i do i do want to go back to this point about fear so Just like we see hope. So if if you look at the path or the trail of faith, you have hope at the end of it. So you have this confident expectation of a good end and you start walking down this path of faith. So faith is the spiritual walk, the spiritual action, a consistent action. You know, a lot of us, when we hear faith, we've heard different faith principles and we think it's like a momentary thing. But the reality is that it is a constant, consistent action. So faith, faith originates in the heart, but you exercise faith and you accomplish faith by the things you think and the things you do. So faith, you know, James says that faith without works is dead. So what does he mean? He means that in order to demonstrate or in order to, you know, if you say you have faith, you better have corresponding actions with it because I can't say I believe something and do the opposite. You know, I can't say, a trivial example, I can't say, oh, I believe that DHL is delivering a package and I leave the house. It makes no sense. So obviously there must be a corresponding action to the belief that I have. I have a confident expectation that DHL is going to deliver exactly what I want to my house, and then I do the opposite. That's not faith. That's the opposite of faith. Yeah. So faith is a spiritual action that leads to a natural or material result, but faith starts in the heart and then it goes to your mind and then it is accomplished even in your actions even in your body and fear is the exact opposite of that so fear is uh is the is the path that people take or the path that we take when you know we are governed by the flesh so we go a little further in fear and you know this is a trail or a path that leads us to a bad end and the, the thoughts that we have govern how we respond. So the fact that we have certain thoughts take us deeper into this path, take us further into this path of, of fear. So I want to I wanna give some examples because I think it's easier to explain this not with an image, but it's easier to explain this with different uh, examples of uh, of what fear is and what fear does. Because the fact is, uh you know let's go back so let's go back to that image for a second where we have a trail of fear and a trail of faith the trail of faith is the trail that god wants you on that god designed for you to be on that's where he is he's present in on that trail he's literally there so everything that you come across on this trail of faith that is god designed is good there's there's good stuff on that for you there's promotion there is Um, you know, there's, there's all your needs met, there's health, there's security, you know, there's right place, right time, right relationships on that path. And the trail of fear is literally the trail that your mind is taking you out of the will of God, out of the plan of God, literally in, I almost want to say the opposite direction of where God wants you. And so fear takes you in the wrong direction, gets you in the wrong place. And gets you doing the wrong things, so this is what fear does. And I, I wanna, I wanna go to the book of Job, and I really love this book, and I really love sharing about this book. If if you notice, in a lot of the messages, uh, you know, or a lot of the the series that we've done, I bring Job up, because I, I I do feel like, you know, at the end, the book of Job is called the book of wisdom, and a lot of people twist that wisdom around and take false assumptions and 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 start creating theology around false assumptions and that's exactly what the book of Job is showing us that people have false assumptions and you know obviously you know throughout 30 chapters or so in this book you have you know Job and his friends debating why God did this to him when we already have the answer in Job 1 God didn't do this to him the devil did this to him so this is a book filled with the wisdom of false assumptions but there is something there is a, there is an element of truth in uh in Job in chapter 3 verse 25 again i want to read this in the young's literal translation because it, it is a
2: literal translation yeah as you're as you're finding that yeah. you know you you made a note um when we were putting this together you made this you made this note that constant thought patterns lead to actions what we believe determines how we think yeah that's 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 so key and as we look at job you can really see these constant these constant thought patterns that keep coming up between him and his friends and um the you know it it's it's all based on a false assumption
0: yeah yeah that's right
2: and, and there's something here that, that
0: that slips out and you start seeing the reasons why there was this. Um, let's say you, you see the place where he was at in the one thing he says here. In the Young's literal, it, it literally says, for a fear I feared and it meets me. Yeah. And what I was afraid of comes to me. This is a... So I want to take it a step further and say, Fear is a spiritual force. That's right. Just like faith is a spiritual force. Fear is literally a spiritual force. What a fear that I fear and it met me and what I was afraid of, it came to me. So we literally see that the door was open to the enemy, to the devil through fear. Yeah. Now, how does that happen? Go back to the trails. If you get caught on the wrong trail and you see a bear, you were on the wrong trail. That's right. You, know, you, you, don't, you don't blame your GPS. You don't blame your thing. You knew you were on the wrong trail, and now you met a bear. You know, the, the fear I fear, the path of fear that I was on opened the door to whatever I was afraid coming back at me. And we can see that, you know, obviously, in in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. We see this all across the Bible, but I, I want to go back to... a uh, uh, passage of scripture in first uh, first peter chapter five verse seven and eight and i love this passage of scripture because personally there's there's life in this word that that helped me take decisions in my life and pastor matt knows that
2: that's a great way to say that there is life in this word yeah that's a there's a lot there go (laughs) ahead go ahead
0: (laughs) yeah so so uh in first peter in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 and 8, he says, Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, those things are connected, right? Yeah. If we have cares and we're holding on to these cares and we have fears and then we end up on that path of fear, guess what? The enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour what does that mean? He means he, he can't devour everyone, but there is there are certain people he can devour and those are the people who hold on to their cares, hold on to their fears, go down the wrong path because that path is determined by their thoughts and like we said, the, the constant thought patterns lead to actions. The action here is going down the trail of fear and we literally see that fear meets you on that path
2: yeah i love that i love the way that's uh phrased in the young's literal and you know you can you can imagine i mean we we can just you can see this maybe you've you've experienced this or encountered someone like this um someone they start thinking uh you know i'm afraid i'm going to lose my job you know they're they're laying people off um they're, you know, reducing staff where i work and i i'm afraid i'm going to lose my job. What if i lose my job? You know, if i lost my job, how would i how would i make my payments? If i couldn't make my payments, what would people say about me? Well, they would say? Maybe they would say this. Maybe they would, you know, they would say bad things about me. And when you're talking about trails of thought, one of the things i loved about the this message when we were first talking about it, you could sit in your room. A person could sit in their room and physically not go anywhere, but in their mind, they could go into unemployment. They could go into, to, to become like this, uh, social pariah where everyone is saying bad things. People are whispering about them. People are calling, oh, did you hear about what happened to this person? Isn't this sad? Oh, it's so sad. You know, until finally, um, you know they just no one wants to be around them no one wants anything to do with them why because you know just but where that fear meets them is they go to work and now they're they they're are like uh, oh oh here comes the boss uh, they try to sit up straight and and n- now they they don't want to say anything cuz they don't want to stand out they they don't want to come up with any new ideas because Oh yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you. Come in here. I want to talk to you about firing you. So they, they start hiding. And then what happens? The, the bosses are sitting around and say, well, this person, they're not actually doing anything. And, um, if so, maybe we should get rid of them because we are trying to get rid of, and the fear that they found has met them (laughs) because they have, they have start locking themselves into this pattern of behavior Constant thoughts produce patterns of behavior. Now that's a made up example, but I know, uh, I know of a, of a story where this woman became convinced that she had cancer and she went to her doctor and said, she was just afraid, afraid that she had had cancer, that she had cancer. She went to her doctor and asked to be examined. They'd ran all these tests, didn't find anything. And she didn't believe them. <laughs> and so for she
0: had faith for cancer is what you're for
2: saying. For a year, wow. she went to different specialists asking them to search for cancer in her body, and they found it. Oof.
1: After the initial tests.
2: Yes. They've, they found cancer in her body. It's a great, uh, I shouldn't say it's a great, it's a sad example of what we're talking about here. A person can get in their head and go places that the Lord doesn't want them to go. They can get on the path where they find a bear, they find unemployment, they find cancer. Why? Because what they have feared has came and met them. That's right.
1: I never knew that it's biblical. Because what you were saying about the, the job, the unemployment, I've been uh, through that. But it stopped with me uh, at the thought process where I was going to actually start doing bad at my job. Mm. But thank God that I have Jesus.
2: <laughs> thank you, Lord.
1: <laughs> thank you, Lord. That um, it was a fear at my job that uh, they're starting to downsize. So everyone was afraid, mm-hmm. everyone was thinking the same thing, but uh, yeah, I understand completely.
2: Yeah, because at, at that point, what what really makes sense is I need to make myself more valuable. Exactly. Right? So I'm going to like bring new ideas and, and stand out, but fear will cause us to like disappear into the shadow. And uh, then... We're not going to miss you, because we didn't even notice you were here.
1: <laughs> Especially what you said about being in your room and your thought process mm-hmm. taking you to unemployment, everyone's social pariah, everyone <laughs> talking about you. It it, it it could all happen because of fear.
2: Yeah, because, you know, Jot could be sitting in his room thinking about these things, and then he's imagining a conversation that never has happened. Oh, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened to Jot? No. 'Cause nothing happened to Jad. Jad's just sitting in his room thinking on the wrong trail. Yes. That's right.
0: That's right. You know, sometimes the the solution is not, you know, talking to the mountain because that mountain is never in your way. You're just on the wrong path. Sometimes right. you just gotta turn around and get back on the right path. That's right. And it's that easy. And actually going back to uh First Peter chapter five, verse verses seven and eight, I, I do wanna go back to I do want to read it again and and, and read it from uh, chapter six. So so first of all, it says you know casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you, and the you know the the word care can also be translated anxiety. And once I you know I was like I was trying to settle with myself, Lord Lord, what is anxiety? What is what is it actually like? How do I categorize anxiety? He he said it's a It's a low grade chronic fear, you know, (laughs) and it's just, it's another, you know, for lack of a better word, it's almost a disease, but it's just low grade and it's chronic and it's something that stays, you know? So it is, it is a kind of fear. and, And the fact is the reality is the trail of fear is, you know, is always accompanied by I'm on my own. You know, what if this happens to me, my situation is unique. This this is the worst thing ever. And so at some point, you know, your unhealthy trail of thought takes you down this dangerous trail of fear, which makes you susceptible to, you know, hurt and the wrong things coming to you because whatever you fear meets you. But, um, the, the opposite of that is on the trail of faith. It's, you know, I refuse to carry this. I don't want to carry this fear. Lord, you carry it. I don't, I'm not going to hold this anxiety. You hold it. And in this verse, you see that cast all your cares upon him. I like this word cast is like throw, you know, like with, with all your strength, just throw it and offload it. And, and the, and the reality is either you're holding on to a fear or you're holding on to this or you're giving it to God to hold on to himself. Yeah. And verse six, so going back to this verse six says, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. The reality is fear leads to pride. That's
2: right. Because what a great picture
0: because the, the, the fear that you have now you need to justify it. Oh, this this thing that I'm holding is the biggest thing in the world. You don't even understand what exactly. I have. You have no idea what you know what I'm going through. I'm the only person. Who, I, I haven't met anyone who has what I'm dealing with. And the reality is, humble yourself. Yes. Humble yourself. Like be in a position where I don't want to be on this path. Please get me off this path. I it, don't want to hold this. It's too heavy for me.
2: That's so. That's so good. How how foolish is pride, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the Lord it, it what's that verse? He cares for you. So if there's a legitimate concern, he he will not just care about it, he will take care of it. And the uh, the foolishness of pride is nope, I gotta carry this myself yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. So just before we we run out of time, I actually want to introduce the Bible illustration that we want to talk about during our grow groups this week, and that is the illustration of uh, Mark chapter four, uh, verses thirty five through to forty one. And uh, let me let me just you know throw some some context to this. This is the the time where you know Jesus tells his disciples you know come let's cross over, you know, the the Sea of Galilee and go across the Sea of Galilee and and then they get on a boat and they go across the water. Jesus is sleeping and, you know, a lot of us have read the story about the storm and what happens in that moment in time. And the the goal of the discussion is to talk about the trails of thought of the different people who are on the boat. You know, especially that it starts with So let me just pull up that that verse or that uh, passage. So it's Mark chapter 4. So on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So Jesus is telling you we're crossing over to the other side. Jesus never said anything his father didn't tell him to say. That's, that's how on point he was with the things he said. And that's why the, the letters in, in, uh, in the Bible of Jesus speaking are in red. Yes. Because you know, they're, they're covered by the blood of Jesus. You know, These are covenant words, literally. And he says, let us cross over to the other side. And, and when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? that even the wind and the sea obey him. So there's so much to pull out of this. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's so much.
2: I, I like, I like the, the, the challenge here in the grow groups is to really, you know, kind of get in the boat um, and look at the different trails the, the people in the boat are on. Yeah. Because they're in one boat but they're all on different trails. Yeah. You know, don't you care that we perish? You know, some, one of these guys are in there like, I'm never going to see my mama again. <laughs> that there's, would be me. <laughs> there's uh, you know, there's all this, there's all this stuff happening in the boat and, you know, Jesus just sleeping, right? Because we're going to the other side one way or the other. We're just going to the other side. And, um, but, uh, you make a point here that, even when the storm finishes, the fear is still there. Like the weather changed. Jesus rebukes the storm. The weather changes. <laughs> the Bible says that the disciples feared greatly. Like, that's what trail are they on again? Yeah. I mean, what what
0: astounds me here, especially we talked about this word care. You know, mm-hmm. cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. The first question, they wake him up and say, do you not care that we're perishing? It's not like, Lord, help us. <laughs> you know, it's it's literally, do you not care? So, like, the question is is molded in fear. Because yeah. the question is, you know, don't you see what we're going through? Don't you see where we are? Don't you appreciate the, the severity of the issue? Don't you see the things that are happening? Jesus saw nothing but the other side. That's all Jesus saw. Let's go to the other side. He knew his end. He had a confident expectation of the good end he had that and that's the mentality he had so he never saw the storm he never thought the storm was a factor to take him off the track where he was supposed to go that's, that's so the good. trail of fear the trail of fear was point a to point b you know sorry the trail of faith was yeah, point, point a, a to, to point b. b but the trail of fear was point a to the middle of the sea and we're all going to die you know this is this is the the reality actually like rather than, you know, talk about this, cause we're going to talk about this in our grow groups. I, I, I just thought of this, you know, funny moment. Um, back in June, uh, I, I had some travel for work and I, I went to, you know, different places across Europe and I, uh, I took so many flights that, in you know, those, those few weeks. And there was one flight where, you know, I was leaving a place and there was just a, like a storm coming in. And, um, so I'm in the plane, you know, we're, we're taking off. I'm sitting there and like, just, you know, hanging out, being all spiritual, reading my Bible, whatever, whatever that looks like. I'm just, I'm just messing, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there and you know, we start, you know, takeoff and we go up and you know, obviously it's pretty dark around cause you know, you're flying through a storm out of the storm to get somewhere else. And I'm just sitting there being spiritual, you know, looking at, looking at the storm outside and like, you know, the, the plane bounces a little bit, and I just start reading Psalm ninety-one. You know, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Turn my Bible and being all spiritual, going to Psalm twenty-seven. You know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I'm sitting there every time it bounces. You know, I, I read it a little louder to myself, <laughs> and then there are kids. Three rows back. Every time the, you know, the plane bounces, they're like, yay! <laughs> That's exactly right. That's... You know, so like they're having a great time. Yay, this is fun. This is like a roller coaster. And I'm sitting there like, oh, Lord, yes. I can't wait to see the blue sky above the storm. Yes, Lord. All spiritual. You know, he who dwells in the secret. And the reality is who's being more spiritual? you the kids. Yeah,
2: because those kids are carefree.
0: That's right. They're, That's right. They're
2: they're not spending any time on the trail that, oh, this could be the bump that takes us back to the ground and we all perish. They're just like, yay, fun. (laughs) I, I would challenge, I would challenge us this week to really look at what trail we're spending time on. You know, what are we, what are we spending time thinking about? And, um, because, like we said, you know, you can get someplace in your head while you're just sitting there in your room, but is that what the Bible says about you? Is that what the Bible says about um, that that we should be believing and saying about ourselves? How are we um, governing our mind? Really, fear. We should treat fear, even the low-grade, chronic fear. We should treat it like like an intruder in your house. Like if you got up in the middle of the night, out of bed, you go to the bathroom, come out and think, I want a drink of water. And you go into the living room and there's some stranger just in your house looking through your things, what would you do? Get him out of the house, right? You wouldn't say, well, (laughs) guess I got a new roommate. the same thing is true with fear. We shouldn't just, you know, be struck with a feeling of fear that, oh, this, this thing's going to happen to me. What if this thing's happened? No, you should treat it like an intruder in your house. Hey, this is your house. Get out of here. You have no place here. This is not your place. And the the more serious we get with that, the more we Mind the things of the Spirit To be carnally minded to be ruled by the flesh is death To be ruled by the things of the Spirit to let our mind be governed by the things of the Spirit is life and peace
0: That's right.
2: So in closing,
0: I do want to ask these two questions and these are reflection questions and we have to be honest with ourselves and we've all been there we've we may have all done this in our lives but it's important to think about this what decisions have you taken in your life which have been based in fear and what thoughts have you been holding on to based on fear these are genuine questions and i i always try to do this in my life which is like i will not take a decision when i'm under pressure when i'm being pressured to take a decision i will not take a decision based on lack i will not take a decision based on you know any form of fear in my life and obviously this is what i'm striving to i'm not saying i'm doing that perfectly in my life but this is something i'm aware of like i will i will never take a turn in my life or choose to go down a path or choose to take any other road which is based in a decision of fear so you know Oh, I need to take this job now because otherwise I'm going to die. So I need to move to like the other end of the world and leave my church and leave my family and leave my thing because I'm going to die. Oh, we all need to, you know, the situation in Lebanon terrible. We all need to leave like now, now, like evacuate the country like now, now it's terrible. The, these are fear based decisions. You know, I I can tell you that those are the kind of things that, you know, maybe I've had in my life, but. What about you? What are the decisions, what are the pressures that are trying to take you down the trail of fear? These are things that we need to think about and we need to recognize these thought patterns in our lives so that we can resist them.
2: Yeah. With I, that, we're out of time. We are out of time. There's so much more uh, to dig into and obviously we'll do that in the grow groups, but you know, this is right where we, we live because I don't care who you are, uh, or how long you've been walking with the Lord, um, these kind of opportunities to take the wrong trail of thought can come to everybody. And it's it's up to us to apply the truth of God's Word and govern what we let our mind think about. Your mind is your mind, and it will only think about what you let it. <laughs> so if... Uh, the temptation to say, Oh, we're out here in the middle of the lake, Jesus. We're going to all perish. Don't you care? Don't you care? Hey, recognize that's the wrong trail. Stop. Turn around. Go the other direction. <laughs> Give no place to fear. And, like we always say, if you made it this far today and didn't hear it, you can hear it from us. We love you and we're praying for you.
1: Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And, if no one told you yet today, we love you
0: and believe God's very best for you.